Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How you doing tonight, Catherine? I am great. So happy to be sitting here with you and drinking champagne. Ooh, special night for the parents sipping champagne on episode 93 of The Long Finish. It's episode 93. Thank you to everyone for listening to the show. This is an emergency pod of sorts because Catherine and I and our team over at Esther's received some surprising, fun... Totally exciting news. Thrilling totally, news yeah. this week. Catherine, you want to let people in on what happened? Yes. Yeah, so Esther's was listed from the James Beard Foundation as one of the semifinalists in the Outstanding Bar category. 15 bars chosen throughout the United States. James Beard Foundation is an extremely important... It's like the Academy. Yeah. For the movies. You yes, know, it's a big it deal. is. It's the one... It, that nod is the nod. And um, every year choose different leaders in hospitality... Great chefs, great restaurants, great wine programs. So I knew that we... Bakers. I mean, absolutely um, some books in the the food and wine space. They're the Food and Wine Academy. And um, we had applied for this earlier this year, but I completely forgot about it. So when Tug mentioned it to me on Wednesday morning, I was totally in shock. Anyway, we're going to celebrate this week. It's been a fun week. Like you said, we'll get into the details of how we learned about this, and I don't know what, if any plans we have next for it, but uh, we're going to celebrate tonight. We've changed locations into the bonus room downstairs of our It's our, really our, our cozy. Home. Yeah, we're filming, we're taping in a new space. We're taping in a new space. Catherine was freezing, so we're getting cozy, having champagne. Catherine, what are we spoiling ourselves with tonight? Tonight, we are drinking luxury. That's what it is. This is Krug. Champagne Krug, Grand Cuvée Brut, and the Grand Cuvée is always non-vintage or multi-vintage, a blend of different vintages. Our particular Cuvée that we're drinking tonight is 167th edition, but it's a blend of 191 wines from 13 different years. Woo! This is so cool because Krug has an app. We're going to get into this and you can find out more about the wine that you're drinking. But it's luxury. This is in the pyramid of champagnes of price. This is at the top. This is delicious. We're taping this on Friday night, the end of our week. Really, the weekends, get, as we've said on this podcast many times, get hard for us. So we're celebrating tonight, Friday night. Catherine gets to sleep in tomorrow, so she's... I have earned it all (laughs) week I get up at 5 a.m. And I this morning I thought, yep, you've done it, girl. And tonight I'm going to go to bed so early so I can sleep so long. She gets up early because we have deferring philosophies on the screen time usage for our kids in the morning. She wants, and I agree with her, she wants to keep the kids off screens in the morning, so she gets up earlier to... Get them into arts and crafts, play games. What what else do you do with them? Yeah, today they played with a bunch of different stuff. Sometimes they write in little journals or play word games. Sometimes they just eat cereal and talk. But I just believe that one should start the day without 
looking at a TV show or a phone or, you know, just in a space. And so that's the way we do it. Look, I agree as well that you should not start your day. However, I am very weak. <laughs> oh, you, you don't do that. I am soft. You believe it, but you don't, that's correct. Pra- I have, you don't practice I have no it. discipline. And here's why. Our kids... Do not sleep in. When other parents tell us their kids sleep till 7 in the morning. Oh, I had to pull my kid out of bed, <laughs> drag them out of bed to school. I'm like, I don't want to hear I want to punch that parent that. right through don't their face. tell me about that. Lovingly, of course. But our kids are getting up at 5.15, 5.30 in the morning, which means we have to parent from 5.15 to 8.30 till we take our kids to school. And I just don't have the discipline to do that. So I will pop them in front of the screen. In front which of the, you can do on Saturday, Saturday morning. So <laughs> go ahead. A little window into our screen time discipline and schedules, folks. We just, you know, we have to meet somewhere in the middle. I, I'm certainly not trying to raise them without a screen. I think that would be very difficult in our little life here. But I think there should be really solid times without it. And the morning is a precious time. So Kevin's having a great night. Yeah, back to champagne. Yeah. We're having champagne. It really is a great week. I don't even know what the emotions... I wanted to have this podcast because I wanted to talk to you about what you were feeling because the way we found out was silly. We're getting our kids ready to go to school, and my friend, Titara Turk-Haynes, texts me the icon for the uh, James Beard Foundation for Instagram, and I'm like, why is she sending me this? I didn't see the smaller text, which was three exclamation points. Then I looked at that and I was like, what, what is this about? And I scrolled through and I saw Esther's name and I was excited. And I, I yelled at Catherine, we have a nomination for this, for best bar from James Beard. And she kind of blase, Lee said, didn't say much. You're like cool or whatever. I mean, we're, we're still getting, trying to get our kids to school. <laughs> I just was like, <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> I went, I couldn't really get, receive that. This is around 8.20 in the morning yeah we basically just said it cool we, there was no jumping up and down i remember when there was other things happening in my you know acting career when we got stuff and we were jumping up and down and we didn't have kids you know when, when those awards you just came. you're like so engrossed in the immediacy of the actions that you're doing you can't think about something else like all you're thinking about is trying to get pants on <laughs> A uh, twenty-month-old, and it's so hard. And get the socks, and where are they? And find the clean laundry. And there's just so many things you can't. Oh, that's great, honey. We'll deal with that later. You know, basically. So we do that, but in the twenty minutes between learning about the information and getting our kids in the car, I could hear Catherine sort of starting to absorb the information, being like, "That is so cool. That's cool. Oh that's my, cool, right? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah." So it started to creep in <laughs> that this was a cool deal. This was cool. And, you know, we're extremely flattered. We Casilla, our sister restaurant next door, was also nominated for best restaurant. And we don't know how much long this will last. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah. It's, we just take it it's for what it is. Cool. Yeah. It's just cool. It's be, th- this is great. Like, we didn't expect this. We've been in business for seven and a half years. And here is. Your name on a list with other places in that the I United States. I want to check out and love. I love Dante in New York City. I've been to that, that are, place. They're doing to to really cool things. Yeah. And some of our other friends in LA were on this list too. 
not for bar, but for different things. Obviously, you said Cassia next door, but Ototo, my longtime friend, Courtney Kaplan, and Lian Ta, here's looking at you for hospitality, and a bunch of other people. Like, it was it was a great, great thing. And we've had friends in years past be there. So it's not, it's always oh, who's on the latest thing. But for a moment, it's special. And to me, the best moment is the GM texting me. Oh my gosh, Catherine. This is Vi. We are listed as a semifinalist for James Beard. I had three friends just text me. And I said to her, this is what you worked for. This is what you built. And that brought tears to my eyes. Then I'm thinking about everyone. I'm thinking about Randall and Jonah and all of our dishwashers and our servers. And that makes me so happy. Like, to feel pride in your work and know that you're building something every day that someone important in the industry recognize is a special moment. So that's just the neatest thing. And I and we had so many friends who've supported us over the years who reached out. And, and that was so neat, too. You know, like just that all people who worked there in the past or friends that worked with in other restaurants, people in the industry, just colleagues. It's a nice moment for that reconnection. It's a great feeling for the staff. I'm really happy for everyone that works currently at Esther's. I'm also really proud of the team that existed before this current team, people that worked along the way. I mean, you think about... 100%. This is a, this is a story for another time, but the evolution of Esther's. We think about the cocktail program when we started to now has just grown so much, the wine program. It's just really... The evolution is such a cool thing for us to see because we've seen all of it. And every person who's come through there has helped get us to this point. So I thought about everybody that's come through. You know, Jeremy Fox, Chef Jeremy Fox from Rustic Canyon, Birdie G's. He was our original... Created the original menu for us at Esther's. Mm -hmm. He shouted us out. And, And Jeremy has been a big part of the James Beard Foundation through the years. We actually went to New York years ago to watch him cook at the the James Beard house. Yeah, that's right. And support him through thick and thin. So it was great to see him give us a little shine because we've been there for him. That was fun. It's just fun to think about all the things that you've done to create the place and, frankly, to keep it open. I mean, I talked about Catherine about this off air. Like, during the pandemic, I was calling up every friend I had from college high school California asking them if they would want to buy some wine from us just to stay alive and they did they did they did and that first month was like bonkers then they all came to their senses and decided they wouldn't drink a bottle of wine every day that's correct (laughs) but you know you have to remember in order to to get to where we are now you had to we had to navigate so much turmoil in 2020 2021 so I think about and we've we listeners. I think about the people that were buying our wine. It's really you know it's uh, it's all of us to get to this point. So. And so many just amazing regulars. All the folks in the wine club who just have supported us for years and like are just Esther's little club. Like uh, I got to see everyone in the wine club on Monday night this week, and it's always such a joy because there are people who. I genuinely want to talk to and catch up with and know their names and what's up in your life. And, and then we find this news out Wednesday. So it was just like, oh, we just I just saw so, so many of my favorite people from Esther's and people in the neighborhood that come in all the time. And, you know, when I was at the bar more and earlier in the beginning, I knew so many more people in the neighborhood. And now things change. I mean, especially in the last two years, the people who live right around there. But there's such a warmth. <laughs> the chef knows all the dogs and Vi knows all the dogs. And I don't know. 
It's like, if you want to work at Esther's, must love wine, must love dogs. So I hope the dogs got the message because they're going to be happy that we're still in on that list. So we're fully aware this is a moment in time. This may not continue. This may never happen again. But we're just honored to be recognized by a foundation that we respect and have been rooting for people that we're fans of through the years. And so we get that. But it's a part of you share in the success as listeners and hope you're, you know, tipping back some champagne with us tonight. I also think part of it this year was this is the first year we've applied with the videos that we made. So we made our director of communication did some interviews with me, with Randall, our sommelier, with Jonah, our bar manager, I think with Shayna, our chef, like different people on our crew to talk about our program and what we do. And so I feel like that's such a nice way to translate the different parts of the business rather than just writing them down on paper. You know what I mean? Totally. So we're toasting everyone you just mentioned, all the listeners tonight. It's a big night for reflection for us, a big night for celebration. So thanks, Elise, by the way. Thank you, Elise. (laughs) Thank you to all of you listeners who stay with us. So let's celebrate tonight, Catherine. Let's get into it. Let's drink some champagne. Let's talk about Krug. Can you remind everyone what we're drinking and let's get into it. Yes. So we're drinking the Krug. Champagne Krug, Grand Cuvée Brut. This is a non-vintage or multi-vintage blend, and it is the 167th edition of this cuvée. So when you think about Krug, I mean, everyone in the wine industry knows Krug, and so many people outside the industry knows Krug because it is the top of the top. It is the luxury champagne. And some of the folks that know me think, huh, now why is she drinking Krug? Isn't she into all these, you know, grower champagnes and small producers and people practicing organics and biodynamics? Well, this particular bottling is somewhat like my grandmother's fur coat, which is also all the way upstairs in the closet. It's something that was acquired before those principles were really locked into place and still sitting in the cellar over there at Birdie G's. And I thought, mm, it's a good time to go to that. So maybe maybe not something that I can buy today with the standards that, that we have for our programs at Esther's, but certainly so enjoyable to drink. And it is luxury. So if you like zippy, lean, racy champagnes, no, 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 no. If you want richness complexity like a whole lot of whole lot going on in your mouth this is it it's really funny you say that because i'm so used to the grower champagnes that you just mentioned and the mouthfeel when you drink krug is completely different right off the bat you're like it's in wine territory not just champagne like this is the richness of a wine there's like a velvet quality to it you know the bubbles are softer really fine bubbles a nose that is so rich and so complex, and a full evolution on the palate. So this is kind of, I mean, Krug is history in Champagne. So Krug is founded in 1843, a small house by Joseph Krug. He was a German immigrant, and he learned the traditions in Champagne and winemaking at Champagne Jacquesson, which uh, he was there for nine years. Which we've done an episode on. Exactly. And that's what I was looking at. So I believe that was episode 50. Kind of fun to see the history there. And we talked a little bit about it in that episode, I remember too. And so Joseph Krug goes on to found his own 
winery and it's still run by Krug descendants. Today, it's Olivier Krug, sixth generation. And the whole idea behind it is luxury and truly terroir-specific cuvee. The company is now owned by LVMH, which is Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy, so a big company. But it's still maintained by the Krug family. They have 250 vineyards. Every single parcel is vinified separately in 200 liter oak barrels. That is crazy. What does that mean? So every vineyard, those grapes are fermented and made into a wine on their own. Got you. That's crazy. No malolactic, but they are fermented in barrel. They're all vinified separately, and then they're transferred. So they make, Krug House makes not a ton of wines. They make this Grand Cuvée Brut that we're drinking tonight, a multi-vintage. They make a Blanc de Blanc from Claude Benzniel, a really special walled vineyard. They make a Blanc de Noir from Claude Ambonet from some special parcels there. And then they have the collection series, which is basically multi-vintage, but it's released later. And then they have a rosé. So not like a ton. And then vintage, but not a ton of wines. This is by far the most popular. But what's so cool about it, I mean, most every champagne house has a non-vintage blend, right? And that that's probably their most important wine because it's the wine that reaches the most people. It speaks to their style. And... Krug recognizes that, I think, and they put so much effort into this. So the, a normal non-vintage blend in Champagne, the requirement is aging 15 months, 12 months on the lees. And for this wine and for all the Krug wines, the minimum is six years on the lees. For the collection series that re- is released later, it's 15 to 20 years on the lees. Is that crazy or what? That's ridiculous. Yes. Now, talk about multi-vintage. Sometimes, usually, a non-vintage blend is a few vintages, and that's to, one, make sure that the wine maintains the style. Maybe you have some lean vintages, some that are more fruitful, some that are heftier, and you can pull them all together and make the same kind of blend every year. Also, older vintages can add complexity, obviously you know, to to a wine that normally might just be rather than just a single vintage wine. But this particular wine and all of the Grand Cuvées have like 20 to 30 different vineyards. That's crazy. 20 to 30 different crews across all their 250, right? This wine that we're drinking tonight has 191 wines because I told you every parcel is made into its own wine every vineyard made into its own wine 191 wines from 13 different years that is crazy the youngest is from 2011 and the oldest is from 1995 in this wine and the cork it was disgorged the cork was received that's what it says on this website in 2017 so all the Grand Cuvées are a blend of Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Pinot Meunier, which is a typical blend for Champagne. But it's about the blending. I mean, that's what is so special about this house. 
the blending of all those vintages, the long aging, the cellar master, who is Eric LaBelle and has been the chef de cave or cellar master for years, like obviously he's got the special sauce to make these blends. Pretty impressive. We've talked about this before. Champagne houses are known for having like a recipe, right? Like it's continuing, the, it's their style, it's his style. Their style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That folds it into the, the amount of time it's on the leaves, where they're sourcing their grapes, How much? How much reserve wine, how much old wine you're putting into it that's adding that complexity? Or do you have a newer, fresher style, a leaner style? It's about the blend of different grape varieties that are involved. Is it more Pinot Noir? Is it more Chardonnay? What's the blend like? Because this winery is so famous, so in the history of Champagne and in luxury in the world of fine, fine dining is so important. You can find great articles all over the internet about Krug. And of course, in that book that I love, the Champagne book by Peter Liam, there's a great little spot on Krug. Actually, pages throughout the whole book about Krug because they have dedication to excellence, certainly. Do you know how a German man found his way into Champagne? I don't know that story. Yeah, well, I'm going to learn. We'll show a picture of this book on Instagram. I know you raved about this book. Yeah, I talked about it before. It's a great book. So I'm going to get to the bottom of this and I'll figure out how he found his way, Mr. Krug, found his way to Champagne. Does it talk about dosage? It's funny because, okay, so I told you, this is kind of cool, that Krug has an app where you can go on and you can learn about the particular wine that you have. You just scan a little number. So you scanned it right off the bottle. Yeah. Just, just so everyone knows. I scanned it on the uh, right off the bottle. Yep. Or there's like numbers that you can put in if your scanner doesn't work, whatever. Gives you ratings, tells you the composition, you know, what grapes are in it. Tells you all the information I said about vintages it's from. Oh, also suggested music pairing. <laughs> all the podcasts like, a playlist. That, that they're producing at Krug. Food pairing storage and usage they recommend using a white burgundy glass instead of a flute well we will always be happy to do that we do too yeah but no mention of dosage it doesn't mention the dosage which is fine this is i wanted to look cool or sound cool on the podcast the app tells you food pairings so can we hear some of the recommended food pairings for this bottle of champagne oh a wealth of culinary combinations (laughs) From the simplest to the most sophisticated, from an aged Parmesan to Turbo a la Truffe, this champagne can be enjoyed as an aperitif with habugo ham and mature comte, or served to accompany oysters, grilled shrimps, Indian or Moroccan food, as well as desserts such as carrot cake, tart tatin, and cheesecake. Basically, they're saying... It goes with anything. It does. That's what they're saying. Although I would, I mean, first the ham I see in a heartbeat with this. It is so rich and it's so complex that just kind of a lean salty ham would be awesome. Or a lean salty cheese. The Comte would be fantastic. Oysters, grilled shrimp. I mean, those, those all sound good. I'm not sure about that I'm with you on the desserts here, guys. But um, it really that's is That's their delicious. level of confidence. They know that this will sing. I'm into the a la truth. <laughs> Give me the, uh, what, what what, what, was it chicken a la truth? Turbo. Turbo a la truth. That's what I'm having. 
Krug, where can we find this? Well, I would I would suggest just a fine restaurant. You know, when you're going out for that anniversary dinner or the birthday special, it's going to be on the list at those kind of places. Not something you really you're going to find retail. Very hard to do that. I mean, you can. It's just, just hard to find. And we should state that we're drinking a half bottle tonight. That's what you supplied at Birdie G's, correct? They're all half bottles? There are full bottles as well, but I have less of them and decided that a half bottle would be just right for us tonight. You know what? Maybe you can find this actually in retail. I'm just like looking it up right now. Wow, I just added it to my cart at k So, yeah. I'm totally ready to spend $225. This is the 170th edition. But, uh, yeah, a quick Google search yields some results here. Uh, Maybe you'll be able to find it in your local spot. There you go. This makes me think about our early days of wine drinking, where we would go out to eat in New York City. (laughs) One of the first gigs I ever booked was a Domino's Pizza commercial, which I was not in a lot of, but I was in it. The back of your head, I saw. No, no, my the, the side of my oh, head. Oh yeah, this side. But it's enough to be recognized, which is perfect because that's that means they can pay you. And th- this commercial, because it was related to NASCAR, ran every Sunday for the year. So Catherine and I, being young, having a little money in our pocket, thanks to Domino's Pizza, went to a new restaurant almost every week, and we we would only get half bottles of wine. It's amazing to think about that now. The amount of wine that you and I drink that we would just have half bottles. But this is a hearkening back to that time and this champagne is amazing it's so delicious but the half bottle makes me wish we had the whole bottle that's i know or another half bottle (laughs) yeah well that's how it works Catherine. (laughs) two half bottles i will say i mean the beautiful thing about the half bottle is like you can get this especially at a luxury dinner you can get this for your first course and then you can get another half bottle for your second course and then you can get another half bottle for your third course so you kind of go on and on now we did have an unscheduled trip to esther's on wednesday night where we had a sitter watch our kids you and i went to a pop-up at esther's and we had the knowledge that we had been nominated esther's had been nominated for a james beard award and we did have some champagne for the team and it was a magnum, and that was that was pretty fun too. Mm-hmm. We opened a magnum of Vilmar, Cellier, and C, and that was lovely and so different from this, but also such a luscious champagne. Yeah, so we've had a little bit of champagne this week. This is not dry January. No, in this no, household, not, not anymore. We're doing champagne January. It's a nice start to the year for us, and hopefully, it's a nice start to the year for all of you. Hopefully you're drinking some champagne, celebrating some good stuff as we move into month two of 2023. The last portion of the evening is usually what's been inspiring us this week, but this is really the the, the podcast this That's week. That's kind of what we did. Yeah, we're being inspired and filled with gratitude, honestly. I, you know, whenever we're getting on in years, Catherine, whenever good things happen for things that we've worked on for years and years, I think the feeling that comes back to me is always is just gratitude and humility. I just It's like amazing to feel like, wow, people actually see us in this little corner of the world so i'm really proud because you and i have built and this is you mainly working there the most at esther's and and me just chiming in on bigger ideas but i do think about the days you and i spent dreaming up the place and hoping that one day we could make a a neighborhood place that where you could still get high quality things and you didn't feel intimidated and it still felt fun and inviting and inclusive and we're still working on that every day but it's always nice to see that other people 
recognize that as well. Yeah, it feels good because the place that you wanted to make, other people see it too. So we hope you'll still come to see us. Come hang out with us. We're going to be there all year. And that was one of our you know, resolutions for the year is being a part of community, wanting to see. That's right. In 2023, we want to get out and be amongst friends and colleagues more. So come over to Esther's and see us or you know, dial us up or email us. Yes. And say you want to come hang. We'd love to see you. That's on our resolutions this, this year. So Come hang. Starting off the year with some fun, drinking some Krug. It's an enjoyable moment. Celebrating life. Mm. All right, that's it. That's it for episode 93. Episode 93 of The Long Finish is in the books. Thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to the show. Folks, I've talked about interviews coming. We've taped some interviews. They're coming. They're coming out soon in the next couple of weeks. They're sounding great. I'm really excited about them. I'm cutting together now. So stay tuned for those. Lots more fun in store. Catherine, where can they find you? The Long Finish on social media. You can find The Long Finish at The Long Finish and me at Catherine Wild Coker. And sometimes, I just will say this really quick, if it goes into the messages that I don't immediately see because there's you know, filters on those things, I'm sorry, but I'll eventually get to it. And whoever asked me about the, the app for Biodynamics Win Wine, I'm sorry it took so long, but I'm glad I got it to you. Yes. Thank you for listening, uh, you everyone, for listening. as always. And just <laughs> as we say on the podcast, you know, we, get, we just got a lot going on. But we always hit us up at the Long Finish. We will get to your questions. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. Thank you to everyone for listening to the show. Stay tuned for more episodes coming up. Hey, I hope we all get some hits this year in 2023. Until the next episode, be happy, be healthy, and happy drink. Ciao.